Welcome to the Herbs with Rosalie podcast. I'm your host, Rosalie de la Forêt, herbalist, teacher, and best-selling author. I created this herbal podcast to share trusted herbal knowledge so that you can get the best results when using herbs for your health. I'm passionate about helping people discover the world of herbalism and natural health, and I'm excited to be your new guide. My goal is that you'll walk away from each episode feeling empowered, knowledgeable, and inspired to start working with herbs in your everyday life. Make sure to stick around to the end of this podcast episode to get a special St. John's Wort gift, which will be an important resource that you can turn to again and again. Okay, let's dive in. Often blooming around the summer solstice, St. John's Wort has a poetic and complex relationship with the sun. Its bright yellow blooms will stain your fingers red when crushed, which is one reason why its common name pays homage to the Christian martyr, St. John. St. John's wort has been used since ancient times in Europe and was often associated with the magical world of fairies, witches, and saints. In the book, Native American Ethnobotany, the author lists several native species that were used by First Nations people for wounds, diarrhea, aching feet, sore eyes, and weak lungs. In modern times, St. John's wort is often pigeonholed as a depression herb. While there are many impressive number of clinical trials focusing on using the herb for depression, for many herbalists, myself included, St. John's wort is best for specific types of depression. A more thorough understanding of St. John's wort shows that this potent plant shines in many areas, including offering powerful pain relief, healing wounds, and supporting liver health. St. John's wort is amazing for the nervous system. St. John's wort has a really strong affinity for the nervous system and can be used to restore healthy function in several ways. First, let's talk about nerve pain. Nerve pain can be some of the most excruciating and debilitating pain. It's sharp and burning. It often shoots from one end of the body to the other. St. John's wort can be a powerful remedy for nerve pain. I've seen it relieve the sharp pains of sciatic and thoracic outlet syndrome. I recently just worked with it myself to help resolve some carpal tunnel symptoms that I was having. Many eclectic herbalists from the late 1800s recommended St. John's wort specifically for spinal injuries and excruciating pain. King's American Dispensatory, published in 1898, reports that the specific indications for St. John's wort are spinal injuries, shocks or concussions, throbbing of the whole body without fever, spinal irritation, eliciting tenderness, and burning pain upon slight pressure. Another way that St. John's wort famously supports the nervous system is by lifting our spirits when we're depressed. In fact, St. John's wort has become the poster herb for depression. Numerous clinical trials using St. John's wort or the constituent hypericin have been done with varying results. However, while modern science is racing to market the one herb or constituent for depression, herbalists are keen to recognize that herbs are best chosen for the person and not the disease. That's why you won't hear a lot of herbalists say that St. John's wort is the herb for depression, but instead it's an herb for certain kinds of depression. For example, St. John's wort is often recommended specifically for people experiencing depression due to seasonal affective disorder. This is one area where its poetic and complex relationship with the sun really shines. Herbalist David Winston recommends St. John's wort for digestive or hepatic depression, when a person might have a sour stomach and a sour attitude. 
my friend and fellow herbalist, Christophe Bernard, who has an awesome YouTube channel, by the way, in French. He specifically uses it for the elderly who have lost their taste for life and have a dark view of life. St. John's wort is amazing for certain types of depression, but it doesn't work for all types of depression. Also know that it often takes several weeks of daily use before significant results are seen. Another interesting affinity for the nervous system is St. John's wort's ability to prevent or address herpes outbreaks. The herpes virus can cause various outbreaks like the common cold sore, chickenpox, or shingles. The virus lives in nerve cells and can often be activated during times of stress. Taken preventively, St. John's wort can decrease the number of outbreaks a person experiences. Then, taken at the first sign of an outbreak, it can help shorten the duration. In other words, it's a wonderful antiviral that is specific for herpes virus. Clinical trials using combinations with St. John's wort or extracts of the herb have confirmed the effectiveness against herpes. In one clinical trial, volunteers were given a topical formula containing St. John's wort and copper sulfate, while others were given acyclovir, the pharmaceutical antiviral drug that's often used for herpes. The herb and copper formula was found to be more effective with less side effects than the topical acyclovir. As mentioned, St. John's wort is also commonly used for a related virus, shingles. This virus is an acute, painful inflammation of the nerve ganglia that manifests as a skin eruption that often circles around the middle of the body. Herbalists use St. John's wort both topically and internally to reduce the duration and relieve the pain of the outbreak. It's likely that St. John's wort is active against numerous other viruses, but more human clinical trials need to be done to fully understand its effects. St. John's wort promotes liver health and moves liver stagnation. St. John's wort has long been used as a hepatic herb, which is an herb for the liver. Proof of this in modern times has arisen in a pretty notorious way. So St. John's wort speeds up the CYP450 enzyme metabolism pathways in the liver. In fact, St. John's wort increases the effectiveness of liver metabolism so effectively that some pharmaceuticals are cleared from the liver before they've had a chance to work. So this has been actually used to vilify the use of herbs and drugs at the same times, but it also shows how powerful this herb is for the liver. A sluggish or stagnant liver can mean that normal wastes, hormones, and lipids aren't being properly metabolized. This can lead to hormonal imbalances such as estrogen or cortisol excess, impaired digestion, and even imbalanced cholesterol levels. As a result, it's used for a variety of complaints related to estrogen excess from PMS to PCOS. However, when working with St. John's wort internally, it's really important to know how it may interact with pharmaceuticals. And I'll discuss that more in just a bit. First, let's look at this interesting study. In a randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled human clinical trial, women volunteers who had been diagnosed with mild PMS were split into two groups. One group was given St. John's wort, while the other was given an identical-looking placebo. The results showed that daily use of the St. John's wort was more effective than a placebo for the most common physical and behavioral symptoms associated with PMS. This might be due to St. John's wort's ability to restore liver function. It's also known to affect the nervous system or its ability to mildly reduce cramping. 
or more likely a combination of all three of those actions plus several others that we aren't even aware of. This synergy of actions illustrates the beauty and complexity of our herbs, like St. John's wort. St. John's wort is a diuretic. Not often discussed in modern literature, St. John's wort has a pronounced effect on urination. I find it to be especially strong when taken as a tea or when taking large amounts of the tincture. The eclectic literature often specifically recommends St. John's wort for someone experiencing urinary suppression. In addition to promoting diuresis, several texts, including by Maud Grieve and Peter Holmes, mention its use specifically for children experiencing bedwetting, which is a great example of how herbs can have a normalizing action on the systems they affect. St. John's wort heals wounds and injuries. In today's world, Arnica often gets all the glory for being the premier herb for bruises, contusions, and strains. However, St. John's wort has long been used in a similar manner. In the 1898 King's American Dispensatory, it says, St. John's wort is valued by many practitioners as a vulnerary, much as Arnica is employed. Therefore, it has been used extensively as a local application to bruises, contuses, sprains, lacerations, swellings, and more. It's also used for the healing of wounds and for the reduction of scars. One clinical trial found that cesarean scars healed up better when using an ointment with St. John's wort rather than a placebo. St. John's wort can protect you from the sun. There is a degree of controversy surrounding St. John's wort and its ability to either protect from the sun or to increase the negative effects of the sun. As is often the case, the reason for the controversy stems from complexity. Many people use an infused oil of St. John's wort to protect their skin from the sun as a mild sunscreen of sorts. This protective action can probably be attributed to St. John's wort's ability to modulate inflammation through its high antioxidant levels. However, there have been several case studies showing that using St. John's wort or more commonly isolated extracts of St. John's wort increased photosensitivity which led to people developing blisters and severe burns after being exposed to the sun. That's obviously worrisome. After using this plant regularly for almost two decades and reviewing the literature, here's what I've learned. Regular internal use of St. John's wort in whole plant form, like a tea or a tincture, does not appear to cause photosensitivity in most people. Internally using large amounts of hypericin, an isolated constituent of St. John's wort, increases the likelihood of experiencing photosensitivity. When cows eat pounds and pounds of St. John's wort, they experience severe negative effects. And that's why St. John's wort is considered a noxious weed in much of the Western United States. I don't recommend eating pounds of St. John's wort. Topically, St. John's wort infused oils can be a mild protectant from the sun. However, common sense is warranted here. I'm not recommending that you attempt this on someone with really fair skin who's suddenly getting unusual amounts of sun exposure. In other words, St. John's wort is not a high SPF sunscreen. Be aware that there are a couple of reports from herbalists of people using St. John's wort in normal amounts who have experienced photosensitivity. 
I think it's prudent to keep that in mind and to slowly test out your level of personal sensitivity. However, there's ample evidence that St. John's wort does protect the skin from sun-induced skin damage, both anecdotally and scientifically. First, I'd like to share a couple of informal case studies. Case study number one. A friend of mine who grew up in the Southwest desert was diagnosed with having precancerous skin cells on her nose. The doctor told her that they should be surgically removed and that she would have to avoid being in the sun for at least two months following the procedure. Well, it was the beginning of summer and she lived in the winter dreary Pacific Northwest. So she opted to wait until the fall to have the surgery. In the meantime, she used St. John's wort oil over the area every single day. When she returned to the doctor in the fall, he was surprised to see that the area had noticeably improved. He wasn't expecting that. Case study number two. Another friend of mine who is a farmer had precancerous cells on his nose. He also chose to use St. John's wort oil to address it. After applying it continuously for a year, his nose had no more visible signs of the precancerous cells. Both of these people continue to use St. John's wort frequently as a preventive therapy. Well, I would certainly never advise someone to ignore their doctor's advice regarding skin cancer treatment, but I wanted to share these stories just to illustrate the potential healing power of St. John's wort. There is a clinical trial which has shown that a cream made from St. John's wort has the ability to protect the skin from harmful effects of sunburn. In this study, the UV protective effect of the St. John's wort cream was tested on 20 volunteers in a randomized double-blind vehicle-controlled study. The herbal cream was found to significantly reduce UVB-induced skin damage as opposed to the placebo. All right, let's talk about isolated constituents. While many herbalists favor the use of the whole St. John's wort plant, many modern clinical trials have focused on using isolated extracts notably hypericin and hyperforum. I'm not adamantly opposed to using isolated chemical extracts, but at this point, I have no doubt that the most benefit comes from the complexity of the whole herb. The whole herb is also safer to work with than the extracts. How to identify St. John's wort. St. John's wort, Hypericum perforatum, is native to Europe, Northern Africa, and parts of Asia, but has now spread throughout the world. In some areas, it's considered an invasive plant. It's an herbaceous perennial plant that likes to grow in sunny fields, but also enjoys getting a fair amount of moisture from the earth. I often find it growing in the gravelly sand beds of rivers or wet meadows. It can grow anywhere from one to three feet in height. The yellow flowers are radially symmetrical with five petals, and they have an obvious superior ovary with many stamens. When you crush the yellow flowers, your fingers will be stained with a dark red or purple color. There are many ornamental St. John's warts that don't stain your fingers red and will not work the same way, so be sure to do the finger crush test. The perforated leaves are what gives this plant species its name. So if you hold a leaf up to the light, you'll see tiny black holes or oil glands in the leaf, giving it a perforated experience. How to harvest St. John's wort. St. John's wort is a wonderful plant to work with fresh. If you're able to harvest your own, then I highly recommend it. I like to harvest when there are open flowers, but still lots of buds on the plant. 
I primarily work with the flowers, but the upper leaves are also dried for teas. For more information about identifying, harvesting, and growing St. John's wort, see our book, Wild Remedies, How to Forage Healing Foods and Craft Your Own Herbal Medicine. This book also includes recipes for St. John's wort infused oil, St. John's wort and lemon balm tea, and my recipe for my favorite all-purpose healing salve. St. John's wort preparations. With St. John's wort, it's really important to know when to choose fresh plant and when to choose the dried plant for your preparations. Fresh plant material is strongly preferred for making an infused oil and a tincture. It's frequently stated that St. John's wort doesn't work when dried, but dried material works wonderfully as a tea. One year, I had an abundance of St. John's wort and was inspired to make a mead, which is a fermented alcohol beverage made with honey. The resulting delicious brew was incredibly euphoric and then notably sedative. You can find the recipe for St. John's wort mead on my website, herbswithrosalie.com. If you're wondering how much St. John's wort to use, here's some starting dosage suggestions. For the tea or powder, recently dried herb, six to nine grams per day. A tincture made with fresh plants, a one to two ratio, 75% alcohol, three to five mils per day. For an infused oil, you can apply that externally and apply as often as desired or necessary. How to avoid side effects of St. John's wort. While St. John's wort is a safe herb for many folks, it can be problematic for people taking pharmaceutical drugs. As I mentioned earlier, it increases the metabolic pathways in the liver that's used by many drugs, thus reducing the blood levels of the drugs and potentially rendering them ineffective. According to the Botanical Safety Handbook, there's a long list of pharmaceutical drugs that are affected by St. John's wort. So if you're taking pharmaceutical drugs, then it's best to either avoid taking St. John's wort internally or to work directly with a health practitioner to make sure it's a safe choice for you. I also wanna mention that while there have been some concerns that St. John's wort may reduce the effectiveness of hormonal birth control, more recent studies show that this is unlikely. St. John's wort isn't solely for internal use, however. It has many gifts when used externally. I love it as a nourishing face oil, for healing bumps, bruises, and contusions, and for relieving pain associated with the nervous system, such as nerve pain or herpes sores. I'll mention again that some people find that taking St. John's wort, especially standardized extracts, causes photosensitivity. So definitely don't use artificial light like a tanning bed while you're taking St. John's wort internally or applying it externally. Also, don't concurrently use St. John's wort while taking any photosensitizing drugs. Wow, I know I've just shared a lot of information about St. John's wort, but there's so much to learn from this amazing plant. To help you get to know St. John's wort better, I've created an entire ebook for you. It's yours for free when you join my herbal community where I send out weekly emails with my best herbal tips and recipes. You can get your St. John's Wort ebook by visiting the show notes at herbswithrosaliepodcast.com. St. John's Wort Fun Fact In Europe in the Middle Ages, St. John's Wort was called upon to ward off evil spirits. According to the Western Carolina Botanical Club, the genus name Hypericum comes from the Greek words hyper, meaning above, an icon, meaning picture, from the old custom of hanging St. John's wort flowers above a picture to ward off evil spirits at the Feast of St. John, which took place at the time of the plant's blooming. 
This resulted in the plant's common name of St. John's wort. Hey, thanks again for spending your valuable time with me today. I hope you found today's episode helpful. And if you're a new listener, thanks for checking out the show. And don't forget that you can find all the recipes, links, and show notes over at herbswithrosaliepodcast.com. While you're there, you can subscribe and get updates when new episodes release and even submit your requests for future podcast episodes. The world needs more people who are connected to the earth and the healing gifts of plants. I'm so glad that you're here for this adventure. Thanks for listening. Thank you to Rising Appalachia for the use of their beautiful song, Resilience. Listen to more from Rising Appalachia at risingappalachia.com.